If you want to earn brownie points, you better start baking. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 17. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. That is true. In the late 90s, there was a TV show called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which featured five stories that defied explanation, but only some of those stories actually happened. At the end of the show, they would tell us which were based on real events and which were completely made up by the show's writers. Well, fast forward to 2017, you're listening to this podcast. Each week, we watch an episode of Beyond Belief, discuss those stories, and we make our own predictions before we find out what the truth is. And you don't have to have and seen- if the taping is late enough- we drink. Yeah, exactly. And if it depend if it it is eleven PM when we're recording so this. So right, right now, now we're drinking. Before we really dive in here, we've got someone sitting here in silence. We A haven't very introduced them. Guest. Very special guest. This week we'd like to welcome our special guest host, Chuck Hayward. Chuck, welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief. Thank you, guys. It's lovely to be here. Chris, who is this guy? This is a guy who is a very prominent writer in Hollywood, and he's written. Uh, he's a writer on Dear White People right now, which you can find on Netflix. Dear White People. It's a great show. IMDb also tells me he had... Was this your first feature that released this past year? Yes, that Fat, was my very first one. Yeah. My, my maiden Fat voyage. Camp. Fat Camp. And that came out sometime in the summer. You can find that, I believe, on iTunes, mm-hmm. Google Play, etc., very funny guy, very old friend of mine. We met on... Uh, on- I'm not that old. Well, no, no, no. no. A lengthy, you. lengthy friendship. Lengthy friendship. Okay. I'll we met on that. Entourage. We both worked on Entourage yes. as assistants. Oh, yeah! We- <laughs> that was our... Oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Yeah. Is that, oh, is that yeah. an entourage thing? We, we, yeah, if yeah. you've never seen Entourage, right. it's no. the beginning, the opening. It's okay. We can't right. use any of that. <laughs> and we, <laughs> yeah, it's copyrighted. And we survived it. We did. We yeah, survived, and here we are, great. on to bigger and better things. And so, you've never seen Beyond Belief Factor Fiction? No, I've never seen this show before. So I'm very excited. You've never. Se- I pitched it to you. I said it can be a little campy. Outside of the vacuum of you only experiencing this one episode, it was one of the better episodes I think we've seen. You were a lucky man. You were in for a treat. <laughs> been told this many times. So what was your initial, like, what, what were your thoughts on this? You're seeing it out of context. It's a show from the 90s. Well, my thoughts were... Don't hold back. Yeah, no, super interesting. And I was like, I'm either going to leave here tonight feeling like a fucking genius or yeah. like the most gullible person who's ever been born. So mm-hmm. I look forward to either of those results. Great. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really and good. I always like to ask when we have special guests on do you have any story from your real life that might be considered appropriate for this type of show and that you can tell in about a minute yeah those yeah. The, the, <laughs> exactly tell us a very personal story but tell it quickly we're on the air let's see here do i have anything like that oh and also like what's your relationship with the paranormal like do you believe in ghosts do you believe in aliens do you believe where do you fall in the spectrum of belief my beliefs are all very sort of scientific based mm-hmm. so as far as aliens are concerned i believe that if every star is a sun then it is probably statistically impossible that there is no other life out there because there's just so many of them and then same with ghosts or with spirits because i feel like you know if you talk about chemistry or physics it's like Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So if we have souls, then they 
may not go anywhere. They just kind of hang out and we sort of are able to interact with them in different ways based on how much we're paying attention or what we believe in or how drunk so we are. So you're pretty open-minded about <laughs> yeah. yeah, about Or how things. drunk we are. Yeah. Do we catch um, that? Yeah. That's what the tequila We might that's be saying some of those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. Well, let's see how that mindset does for you because it does pretty well for me. Usually. I yeah, feel Chris like I, our resident I'm, ghost. I'm sort of like the oh, more the open-minded. I'm, yeah, they're, they're, you know, more the skeptical or... Uh, non-believers. Well, we say believer and Chris's background uh, very seeped in pop culture of mm-hmm. ghosts. And- all I do <laughs> is watch television shows about ghosts and the paranormal and I gather all this information <laughs> and then when we go to predict, I say, well, a ghost can't do that. Based on <laughs> other based media. On his his knowledge of ghosts. Um, of I, ghosts in media. Ghosts in media. I'm sorry, it was based on the ghostly rules. Oh yeah, we've, we've... Yeah, when's, your, when's your book uh, yeah. due out, Chris? Or at least a blog or something. <laughs> Walk or at least a gr- tweet or something. <laughs> <laughs> what, a couple weeks I could probably put something together? Whip a whip, just whip a book together? Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> Let's get to the stories. Let's get to the stories, guys. Let's New- go ahead. Nuther Natural. That's the, uh, that's the name oh, of your wow. oh, Nice alliteration. Like, Very yeah. nice. It's like we got a writer on this show. Guys, yeah, let's jump into the stories. What we're going to do is we're going to do a quick recap of the story, and then we're going to discuss, and then we're going to predict, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So first up, first story is called Bon Voyage. We never did get to take our dream honeymoon. The one we had was fine. (laughs) Ah, yes, this mystery honeymoon. Are you ever going to tell us what actually happened to make you change your plans? It's just that what happened is so unbelievable that we decided a long time ago to keep it between ourselves. So we have a themed episode. Yeah, very here. rare. We had a Friday the Thirteenth theme, which was not, <laughs> which was awful. Theme. Yeah, but this theme actually was pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess it was um, disaster themed. Various I think that's disasters. That's how Frakes set it up. Yeah, it was interesting. So Bon Voyage. Let me do a quick recap. We've got two couples that are on a double date. It's a period piece. We're not exactly sure what period. And one couple goes, you know, this is so nice. We're on vacation now because we never got to do our honeymoon. And the other, and the other couple's like, wait a second. You always talk about how you didn't do your honeymoon. Tell us the story. So finally, they reveal that the day of their honeymoon, they woke up and their wedding bands had fused together in bed. They break the wedding rings apart. They couldn't take them off. Their fingers were swollen, so they were really stuck together. And they rush off to their honeymoon, which was, uh, I think they were going on some ship that is revealed to be the RMS Lusitania, which was sank at sea by a torpedo six days later. So because the wedding bands were fused, they missed their own demise. You might think this is where the story ends. And they look out the window and it pulls back to stock footage of they're on the Hindenburg, which is, of course, this big blimp that famously exploded. Unlucky. Unlucky. (laughs) Unlucky. Right. Lucky. Yeah. Unlucky. So what do you guys think? Did this actually happen? One thing to point out, they say, um, I think Frake says in the end that only half the people from the Hindenburg died. Which was surprising to me. I I, I just assumed most everyone died in the Hindenburg. I I thought they all died. If not all of them. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So was it the couple that this happened to 
Did they happen to live to tell this story? Like, how did, or did some relative go, oh my God, that's crazy because, you know, they actually missed a natural Well, disaster. you go by mm-hmm. what Frank said at the end, where he said they jumped out of the pan into the fire or something. So, so it made it sound like it's I uh, imagine that their rings in the fiery deathness fused back together, and then the jeweler <laughs> found the rings. He was like, oh, I know these motherfuckers. Oh my God. These are the guys that I saw a couple oh, years ago. identified they, by the rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, their dental, they, the fire was so hot, their teeth mm-hmm. melted their teeth away. Their teeth melted, yeah. It was yeah. Mel- it was teeth meltingly hot. Yeah, that, exactly. That jeweler looked very worldly. I'm sure he yeah. traveled a lot, happened to be there around mm-hmm. that time. You know, it makes yeah, sense. For sure. My first instinct was they died in the crash. How would anyone have heard about this story? But then I thought, oh, what if they just had told this story to a relative years ago and they go, this is crazy because. Right. Or maybe the couple friends, whoever is on the ship, they heard that story or they heard the story, you know, like while they're on the ship and they survived. It's unclear. But then it, it would take mm-hmm. them a long time to want to tell their story. Well, okay. I thought that it re- like the first time I was watching it, it's like, okay, this is definitely not true. And then I remember an awful, awful newspaper headline that I read uh, last year, which said, woman survives Las Vegas mass shooting. Her house burns to death in Napa Valley fires. And I was like... You one can have the it, it, like the movie uh, Final Destination, right? One can escape a crazy situation only to be consumed by another because so death I, will find you. Death will find you. It <laughs> yeah. will find you totally. So I'm saying that this one was true. But the rings fusing together—that's <laughs> a very weird and specific thing for them to just present. Like, would the writers sit around and be like, "Okay, why would they miss their honeymoon? Why would they miss it? What could have happened?" They probably would have just you know said what? they missed the taxi. You know no. But back, here's yeah. what I realized with this story. Yeah. Why don't people ride in blimps anymore? Like, that stopped being a thing. I, I think, think it, right wait, after That's what you or, got yeah. from this? <laughs> it exploded. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's uh, just do a round the table in a random order. Tiffany, you're first. Fact or fiction? Did this actually happen? The, the rings melding together was so weirdly specific. It makes me say fact. All right. Sounds good. Chris, what do you think? Fact or fiction? I don't know. The rings thing, I don't believe it. Fiction. All right, Mark. You know what? Fact. Do I have to follow it up? You don't. If you no. got nothing else to add, if you, you don't just have to have explain a, yourself, if you to just anybody, got a gut feeling, <laughs> you be your own man. Fact. Chuck joins one episode. He's like, you don't have to explain yourself. That's how this damn show <laughs> works. works. Chuck and I are gonna take our tequila to the other room and yeah. have like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chuck. When do you go next? Did this happen? You you were already saying. I, I felt- said. I say it's fact. I think the coincidence of surviving one thing only to have a terrible thing happen to you later is life. All right, I'm going to go last. And, and I a Devin Sawa movie. Absolutely, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the first one is the best one. Uh, hello. First the, although the log sequence, the opening sequence in two, I don't know if you remember this. It was it's pretty high, spectacular. Pretty great. Yeah, yeah I was talking about Final Destination, guys. Oh, we know. What's your prediction again? Uh, fact. I definitely <laughs> feel like this happened, and it, it really is because of the weird ring thing. I believe Can I that, add one more thing? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead, so, Chris. I feel like if it were fact, it would be kind of offensive because of the way they showed all the fire, like the destruction of the actual footage of the thing. Right. Like, but it's or, also like how many years old? Is it too soon? <laughs> too soon. Still? That's what I'm here. had to bring us too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were the one saying like, why don't we write in blimps anymore? Now you're saying too soon. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'm sticking with fiction. Oh, you have to. Right. You've locked in. Let's go yeah. to the coin. So yeah, here <laughs> we go. locked in. In each episode, after we all make our predictions, we flip a coin to see if we can beat random chance. Heads is fact, tails is fiction. Let's find out what- We won't see until the end. Oh, we won't see until the end, but let's find out what the coin predicts. Fact. 
So the oh. coin is predicted fact, heads is fact. Is this story fact or is it fiction? <gasps> we'll find out at oh. the end of the show. Stay tuned. Sorry to Jesse. Ryan Seacrest, you guys. But that's it how the show so did it. Seacresty. I know, you know. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to story number two, which is called The Man in the Model T. The local swap meet was a place where we used to go to browse and shop for bargains. But this week we were going to operate our own booth. We have been here for three hours and we haven't even sold a lampshade. Mom, the day is not over yet. That was when we first saw him, the man in the Model T. Oh, hello, 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 hello. The name is Middleton. Elmo P. Middleton, yes. <laughs> Everyone get ready to do your best impersonation of that. Jerry Lewis. I don't know. I think it was Rip Taylor. It was definitely Rip Taylor. Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff. Can I I read something real quick? This was my favorite thing. He was the guest star of this episode. I was like, what do I know him from? And I went on his Wikipedia page. It says... He is known for his habit of showering himself and others with confetti. What? That's how they used to say gay back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, in the 90s? Yeah, it was a, <laughs> that was a colloquialism. Right, yeah. Exactly. Oh Very God. extended. Very, Do you shower you know, in confetti? Who later? doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, what happened in this story? Give us a quick recap Okay, here. this story... Mother and daughter, uh, daughter's name was Molly. She really wanted to go to college, but they were a little broke. So they were going to this swap meet. They were going to sell a bunch of stuff. When they got to the swap meet, nobody wanted to buy their stuff. So they were having a rough day. This man pulls up in a Model T and he was trying to sell his wares. And Molly comes up to him and she's like, oh, I love this lamp. How much does that cost? And he's like, how much you got? How much you got? And she's like, I got three bucks in my pocket. And so he was like, sold. And as he's driving away, she says, like, hey, dude, you forgot your chest, like your old school footlocker or whatever. And he's like, no, that comes with it. Bye. It's all for you, it's Molly. For you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but exactly. He's driving he... away. Mr. Middleton, wait, you forgot your chest. It belongs to you, Molly. It comes with the lamp. And so then Molly and her mother look into this chest, and it's all these relics from the Titanic. She was like, oh, that's so funny, because your grandfather was a missing passenger on the Titanic, and his name was like Bob Brooks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they pull out this flask from the box, and it's like Bob Brooks monogrammed on the side of it. So So that was basically, that was was the sketch. So do we believe... I love this story. It's good. It's so good. Do we believe that a man could have dropped off a chest that happened to contain artifacts from someone who lost someone on the Titanic and it's the same and it's like person in perfect condition because it's the it's a yeah. chest from the Titanic yeah it yeah. was a chest where it's it was very well preserved perhaps well, that's what Rose floated on exactly, and that's exactly. How she, yeah. if she had a larger chest you know Jack and her could have gotten on that thing together yeah. this is why I like this story so much anytime you have a guy, a person who comes out of nowhere to help somebody almost like an angel or something that looks over people and just disappears I'm, I'm in how it's much like, I got how much you got? Sorry, I just wanted to do it once. <laughs> we all wanted to do it. Let's and guys, the first Beyond Belief episode with an openly gay character. I mean, it's so you know? forward thinking. I don't know that he was openly gay. Yeah, he, like was, he, he was, was just throwing confetti. He was deep in a trunk. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, was, a, he was a confirmed bachelor. That's what they used yeah. to call him. <laughs> right, exactly. He drove a Model T and no gay man would be caught in a Model <laughs> T if it was past 1931. So yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to call bullshit on that. But and what he, about the fact that his name was Elmo P. Middleton? I mean, how <laughs> gay do you have to that's be to have that? Pretty gay. That's pretty gay. That's pretty yeah, gay. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty gay. Okay, so there was one thing that uh, Mark pointed out. Talk about the, like, Earthquake oh, fake out. There, well, there's this a, was so strange because this is a disaster themed episode, <laughs> right? Right. This was genius. Yeah, this is really. Advanced. There's like a part 
where like one of the antiques kind of like quivers and then the mom's like oh did you did you see that or feel I felt that? like a tremor yeah and then the and then the guy's like no i didn't hear anything or i didn't feel anything and then the voiceover kicks in and it's like weird that he didn't feel that tremor and why was he in northridge <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's this very famous earthquake that happened in northridge in the 90s and it was like mark and i were like oh man this is gonna be an earthquake episode. i know it's this like is oh what oh, was the lamp gonna fall and break and yeah. then like a diamond necklace is inside that belonged to like the <laughs> grandfather from the titanic <laughs> but then that just went away it was a total red herring and i'm like mm-hmm. for oh, beyond yeah. belief like but Shit. Or maybe they realized halfway through shooting this bit that they didn't have the budget for an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. so they're like, they left what a, else could we do? A line was lingering Titanic. from an old script. There was a PA shaking the table <laughs> off, off screen, off camera. Yeah, exactly. So this is actually what makes it feel a little writery to me. Like okay. I like this, and there's a part of me that thinks it is kind of weird. Like I don't know, it, it felt a little writery to me with all of it. Though I would say well, that I really enjoyed his outfit. In too. addition to that, the <laughs> North bright Ray- yellow raincoat. No, no one talked about the raincoat yeah, yet. So I had no segue, but I wanted yeah. to throw it. He was basically like Curious George's friend. Like, it was the guy. It's in the not raining. There's yeah. an earthquake. It's definitely yeah. not raining. No, <laughs> sorry. But they. But in addition to that, Northridge in this clip looked like the Wild West <laughs> with like oil derricks and shit. Right, exactly. And I was like, Northridge is just a suburban part <laughs> of Los Angeles that has. Yeah. Like a college and some buildings. And, and, and the girl was like mesmerized by it, by this weird yeah. like setting. And she's just looking at it with like this like naive, you know. Yeah, there was and, a line where it was like, and Molly wanted to dream about her future. And she was gazing <laughs> off into the oil derricks as if it was yeah. like swooning over some sexy guy. Like, right. oh, if I could only be on an oil rig. It was very weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was strange in that regard. And, it, and also they were saying, Molly, her dream has always been to go off to college. And there are about 19 colleges. Colleges in the LA metro area. <laughs> so it's like, if that she's were She's not really in like dream. some remote yeah, no, town. Yeah. Exactly. If uh, only she could find her way. Yeah. Northridge you know. is a drive, though, you guys. Yeah. Especially in a Model T. Yeah, exactly. It takes a long we're time. We're like 10 minutes from Northridge. <laughs> yeah, we really are pretty close. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to predictions. Fact or fiction? I'll go first. I agree with Tiffany. There's something about this that feels a little written to me. Everything, we love the Titanic. The Lusitania to me. We love how it crashed. We love how it hit an iceberg. (laughs) They should make a movie out of that one. It won't sell. It won't do well. Yeah, that's going to flop. But I just feel like it's an easy thing to just go to in the bank of like things that excite people. I'm going to say fiction. Chris, what do you think? Fiction. I really, I love it, but I don't believe it for one second. (laughs) Oh. All right. Okay, Chuck, what do you think? Too many um, things I called bullshit on. All right. Too many holes. I'm going fiction as well. Too many Tiffany. (laughs) I'm also going to go fiction. Mark? It's a really sweet one. That's Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. Those tend to be fact. I kind of want to, I'm just going to go fact because it'd be funner at the end. Let's go ahead and flip a coin and see what the coin's prediction will be. Fiction. Yeah, that is a fiction. So again, the coin doesn't mean anything other than let's see if we can beat it. You know, because there was one episode where the coin got all five of them right. And that was really embarrassing. We don't talk about that episode anymore. We don't talk about it. Let's move on to story number three, which is called The Scoop. Jack, want to grab a drink? Oh, no, not tonight. Thanks, Wally. I think uh, I'm just going to wait around for the late wire copy, see if anything interesting comes in. Okay, Jack. See you tomorrow. Nothing came in over the wire that night. I really needed to find a story, but I was exhausted. I lay down on the couch, closed my eyes for a minute, and fell right to sleep. This segment is introed. Morse code was commonly used at the turn of the century. 
the last century, that is. Because it was like 2000 when this aired, so we had to re- say that it was <laughs> the previous century. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though all the college kids were using telegraphs and Morse code yeah. back in, like, in the 2000s. Exactly. Yeah. 1999 was a big right. time for Morse code. Totally. Mark, what happened here? Should I be doing this recap in an old-timey journalist voice? Obviously. Oh, yeah. Let's start off and see how far you get. <laughs> all right. Well, it's about an old journalist. That's about it, as far yeah, as we yeah. get. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, enough. That's enough. There's, uh, oh, I would have listened to the whole thing. I would have really enjoyed you, that, too. <laughs> this is like maybe takes place in the 20s 30s there's a journalist who can't catch a break he can't like get the hot news story and everyone else is like kind of surpassing him so he stays late in the office and he falls asleep and he dreams about this volcano and he wakes up and he's like oh my god this is so powerful i'm gonna write a short story about it so he writes a short story about like an island and like these native people trying to escape this volcano that causes a tidal wave and like everyone dies and it's horrible and he leaves it in the typewriter and he goes home and in the morning the editor-in-chief reads it and loves it, uh, and he prints it. And then when the journalist or character comes back, he gets like you know all this praise for it, and he's like, "Oh my God, wait, no, that's not real." I, you know, I yeah, they're it. all like, "Oh, this is the best scoop we've had in years." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's not a scoop; it's fiction." <laughs> um, and um, they go to print a retraction at the last minute. Another story comes in, like all these reports and news starts to come in that there actually is this volcano that you know went off and a tidal wave and everything that he wrote actually happened so he had a precognition dream Mm -hmm. well and he also within his short story he wrote he called the island like he thought he made up a name but it turns out that the name he made up was actually what the actual island was called only by the natives so it's like how did he know that name so do we do we believe that a man could have predicted a volcano on an island and predicted the name of the island without knowing anything about it, like in a dream. Is that possible? Yeah, it's common that people would have dreams, premonitions uh, about things that might be future events to come true. Yeah, but totally unrelated to his life and existence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have that ever happened to you? He was in Philadelphia. No, I wish. That'd be so cool. (laughs) I totally buy it. Have you ever experienced it? No, that is fucking (laughs) badass. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I wish I was that rewarded by all the power naps I take. Can I just say, I've gotten nothing. (laughs) What was the the island called? I wrote down Prelope. Pen. Palapay? Kind of. It was like, yeah, Palape. Palape. I forget what the actual it name sounded was. Like Pompeii, we, we all thought he said Pompeii. Yeah, it was we're like, like yeah, Palape, Pom- I think Palape. is what it was. Pompeii. Yeah. Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, uh, the the white man yes. referred to it as Krakatoa, uh, which, <laughs> so which sounds like what black people would call an island with white people on it, which, <laughs> which is ironic, but the natives called it Papa Louie. Papa Louie. Papa Yeah, that's it. Tutti Frutti on Rudy, I believe is what they called it. All of us can say this for a variety of reasons we can all oh make. yeah indeed. yeah exactly yeah. we're a very diverse group <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're safe we're safe we got it covered you yeah. guys how would he have possibly gotten the name correct that's what's tripping me up on this one right yeah. my problem with this story is that there's the premonitions which okay i might be able to buy but then the extra hurdle here is that he's also works for a newspaper and it accidentally got published yeah, a day true. ahead of time. And I'm like, oh, man, they're, they're trying to walk me really far with this one. Well, my, my the, the biggest bump I had was as a writer, if you're coming up, <laughs> if you're coming up with like this fake story that you want to sell as a short story, you're not going to leave it in your office computer. You're going to take that shit oh, home. Right. Yeah. You're, it's guarded mm-hmm. with your precious He like, he like left it in the typewriter. Yeah, he, he was so it. tired. Guys, yeah. he was really he was exhausted. Really He's tired. really tired. And when he took a nap, he fucking saw the future. Future. <laughs> Tiffany, get on it. He did. Yeah. All right. Let's move into predictions. Uh, Mark, why don't you go first? Fact uh, or fiction? Did it actually happen? N- uh, no. 
It didn't happen. Okay. It's a fiction. All right, Tiffany. I'm a little on the fence, but I think I'm going to go fiction. Chuck. Fiction also. Chris. You know, I think what happened here was that the show got people saying, oh, every time there's a historical thing, it's fact. And I think they said, well, let's put a fucking episode together. I think and we'll- you just said that. Yeah, I think that's you, actually. No one else has No one else said that. Chris has got his headphones on, but inside those headphones, he's got an earpiece yeah. from the producer still talking from to him. The 90s. From the 90s. From the 90s. I'm going to go with fiction on this one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with fiction as well. The thing that trips me up is not that you could predict a disaster, but that you could predict the actual name of the island. It's got to be fiction. If it's fact, I'm going to be like, okay. Don't push it. Don't if make it's it fact, you might believe in the uh, the unimaginable. Doubt it. Let's flip a coin. <laughs> that is fiction. So the coin is voted fiction, and we're ready for story number four, which is called Angel on Board. Ma'am, the first class section is up here. I didn't pay for first class. You must have been upgraded. The trip was off to a great start. Are you enjoying the flight so far? Uh, Yes, I am. It's always a good idea to keep your seatbelt fastened. You never know when we might hit a small pocket of turbulence. Thank you. That was nice of him. Excuse me? Oh, the captain. Didn't didn't you see him? Uh, No, I didn't. This story freaked me out. I loved the vibe of this. Tiffany, Mm. what happened here? So we start off and there's this woman. She's going on vacation. She's getting on the plane. And all these weird things start happening. Like first, she somehow gets bumped up to first class. And she's like, great. She goes, Lucky. I know. Lucky. (laughs) Thank you. You know where I'm going with this. Thank you, Chris. The clarification always helps. So she goes and she sits in the window seat and then the flight attendant goes like, oh, actually, you're the ILC. She's like, okay. The guy walks up, offers, oh, do you want to sit in the window? And there's this moment where she looks at the flight attendant and the flight attendant stares at her intently and just shakes her head. And Get like out the creepy, style. Like, don't take the offer to sit yeah, at the window. She almost, it's like the flight attendant starts like having this like psychic conversation with her. Like she'll look over at one point and she gets this feeling or she overhears like tighten your seatbelt. Or at one point she gets up to the bathroom and the pilot comes on the speakers yeah, and so says, so. sit down to your seat like immediately. But then when she yeah, says, she gets back to her seat, she's like, that was weird. The pilot said everyone should sit down. And then the guy in the window seat goes, I didn't what are hear you anything. Talking about? I didn't hear an announcement. Uh, suddenly some, you know, malfunction happens. A door gets like blown off. Yeah, the whole the side of the plane gets ripped off. Yeah, the whole side of the plane gets ripped off. The guy next to her who wasn't wearing a seatbelt gone like, sucked gone. through the plane. And then into Jonathan Frakes the comes in at the end saying, like, only her and a couple other people survived this plane crash, and all of them experienced similar weird coincidences. So this is called Angel on Board, and the oh. basic idea here is so do good. we do we believe that there were some sort of force on board that individually told people get in specific seats bump Mm -hmm. them up to first class i want to believe this so badly that i'm gonna say fact early oh here and oh my goodness if it's fiction and i'm womp Great job, you guys. You did a great story. What? Are you going to say, like, we get to punch you in the stomach or something? Great That's job, really, guys. really low stakes there. <laughs> this is not a good deal yeah. for you, Chris. I really liked how it wasn't just a fact, like that little tidbit at the end about other people on the same flight experiencing the have, same thing yeah. that caused them to survive. Well, there's I just your other that witnesses. Was, that was just cool. Yeah, like, it was cool. It's you know, not a move that that's the show what does. got me. That's yeah. what got me. 
And like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually gonna go with Chris too. Like, I don't even care if this is fiction. I just love this story so much that I'm gonna say fact just because I think it's so But here's great. the thing, if, if, if a, first of all, planes come out of the sky so infrequently that wouldn't, if this had happened, wouldn't we have heard it? I don't think so. You don't? You I, don't? No. I feel I think like those are like you, stories of the week, you know? This is your thing though. You like to have thought that we've heard of all these weird stories. <laughs> yeah. There was the one Name episode. three major airline crashes that you know of by Well, now. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's so few. Like Malaysian flight. That, that, well, that, well, yeah. All different. That was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I, if we would have heard about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if we would have either. But I, what I loved was that there was a black man in first class who was like sitting there minding his own business. And the black stewardess, <laughs> that's who saved her life. So yep. Exactly. Because I'm like pro-black, I'm going I'm going true. Going back just I'm for that reason okay, alone. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we're we're all pro black here. <laughs> <laughs> what if one of us was like, you know, I'm not pro black, so fiction. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I gotta say, you're like a dead silence on yeah, the podcast. I, I don't think the blacks would look out for us <laughs> that way. I think, I think uh, that black yeah, stewardess would have gotten her own got, parachute and gotten the fuck out. <laughs> she would have shot oh. that woman in the head and been like, "Better you than me, girl." <laughs> and then I'm headed off to Krakatoa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Predictions. Predictions. Let's move on to predictions. Um, I uh, black utopia. <laughs> yes, Chris. I mean, no, 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 no. Of no, definitely not. I wasn't supposed to Chris, you that. felt very sure about this. Why don't you go first? I'm still sure about it. Fact. It happened. It's great. It's emotional. It's scary. And it's it's perfect fact. Okay, he's very into this. Chuck, what do you think? I'm saying fact, yeah. I think the fact that, um, uh, or the the insistence that multiple people had similar situations where they're like, oh, I, had I done this differently, I would have died. Had I done that differently, I think those are the little coincidences that make it very believable to me. I'll go next. I'm going to go fact as well. I, I think Mark said it was like the acting on the flight attendant when she looked over and just shook her head slowly, no. We'll put that in the show notes and yeah. maybe a video clip or something, but it was <laughs> just a gift of her. Yeah, just right a gift of her. Go back. Oh, well, because it's yeah. how my mother used to look at me in a grocery store when I'd be like, oh, can I get this candy? And she would look at me like, no. So I was like, that's real. That, <laughs> that is a real thing that happened. That is true. That's that is true. Fact. That's true. Yeah, and it saved my life. <laughs> Mark, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Well, if I say fiction, I'm racist. So fact. <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call. Good call. There you go. Good save, Mark. Tiffany, what do you got? I can see this being fiction. I really can. But I just don't care. Like, I'm not using any of my, like, investigative sort. Like, I'm not even thinking about it. I just like it. So I'm just going to stick with fact. Yeah, because here's the thing. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. We're either right or they did a great story. (laughs) Yeah. Let's flip a coin. Fact. Well, let's move on to our fifth and final story of the day, which is called Buenos Dias. This is Wanda Lopez, KNSC News, live. Hey, guys, let's take a look over here. We've been scouring the area for survivors for the past 14 hours. I'd just about given up hope of finding anyone else alive when I first heard the faint sound of a child crying. I hear you, honey, I hear you. What's your name? I am Louisa. Buenos Dias. Chris, what is the deal? Buenos Dias. What happened? This is a story about a tornado that swept through a town and a little girl was trapped in the debris and the firefighters were trying to rescue her, but she was kind of starting to lose consciousness. And while she was fading, she heard the voice of her grandpa talking to her saying Buenos Dias, which comforted her into staying awake long enough to be saved. But what we find out is that the grandfather 
had died. He was one of the victims in the tornado. And what was she hearing? And it was also revealed at the end that there was a um, a parrot. <laughs> Keep Comes going. A parrot crawls out of the debris saying, buenos dias, buenos dias. You did not want to even mention yeah, that part. So that's reluctant. kind of important that's like the that's, the that's the crux the of reveal. the story, yeah. sure. But it was her grandfather's parrot. Yeah, so clearly the parrot hurt. I don't understand what's not Yeah, what are we what's questioning? Not true. Yeah, what are we so, questioning? Like, how can a parrot so, survive a tornado? Basically, what, yeah. what the thing is, there was a thing where he said... Is it possible that it's the spirit of the grandfather that's infused his energy into the parrot? Yeah, maybe. maybe no, yeah. probably not. Don't parrots don't need spirits to talk? I've heard them. So a parrot basically yeah. saved a girl from death. A be- bilingual parrot. A bilingual, bilingual. parrot. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say is like. The parrot actually gives me pause because I'm like, would the writers just be like, and then there'll be a parrot and he'll have it. It's bold. It's a bold choice. Because if they had just stopped it before the parrot, it would have been a more normal fact or fiction. Like, did they hear the grandfather's voice? Like, why did the firefighters hear it there? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, firefighters. Yeah, normally that's where the story would would stop. stop. And then Jonathan Frakes would come out and say, was, did she hear the voice of her grandfather or was there a parrot in the rubble? (laughs) (laughs) He would say that though. He would add a piece of information, and then we the would all like say, that. "There is no way there's a the parrot, parrot in the rubble." <laughs> the so old freak's defense, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's been used all time and time again. The thing that made me call bullshit on this one: this girl, like everyone, all the houses were completely decimated. Mm-hmm. This girl, it has a head injury. She's bleeding. Everyone's dirty. Bad this shape. parrot emerges without a fleck of dust <laughs> yeah. on his feathers and and a recently washed parrot a re- yeah. recently washed parrot and a parrot can fly can dislodge himself right. a little bit easier than a young Louisa can right that so parrot had a great wait? agent oh you know what you know what Here, here's the thing we forgot to mention in the rundown was that they had gotten all the survivors out and she was the last one she had been down right. there for 14 hours the parrot also happened to be down there for 14 hours, not getting dirty or flying away. Like, like yeah, I feel fly like fly up out of there, buddy. The parrot. What are you doing? Would the parrot have just well, stuck he's gonna around? Going to save the little girl. I don't stick think... around for the reveal. Yeah, mm. no, that's right. The parrot's got to know what's going on. I don't mean to be um, uh, speciesist, but I don't think oh. parrots give a fuck about little girls. I think we're, we're pro get... all species. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very inclusive on this podcast. So everyone. inclusive. So inclusive. That part mm-hmm. that could have been a production thing though. That might not have been yeah. a storytelling thing. And that is something that we run into yeah. sometimes. We, yeah, the we animal start... wrangler is like, Yeah, you're yeah. not dirtying this parrot. <laughs> All right, Chris, fact or fiction. Oh, I'm did gonna... the parrot save the girl's life? Yeah, it did. Fact. Okay. Tiffany. For whatever reason, I don't remember now why I wrote fact down when we were watching it. So I'm just gonna go with that. Going with that heart again. Yeah, with the heart, guys. Going with the heart. All right, I'll go next. Oh I just don't buy it. I think the parrot would have flown away. It's just sitting well, there. I mean, maybe the wings are clipped. I don't know. But it's just like out loose and about. Wow. We disagree also strongly about this. But one thing we can all agree on was that parrot was fucking spotless. Very clean. <laughs> Very clean. Parrot. Mark, what do you think? You know, fiction, because I already said fact three times. Oh, so he's playing the metagame. He's looking at his previous oh, answers. Oh, yeah, okay. Chuck, what do you think, fact or fiction? All right, despite my calling huge bullshit on it, I'm going to say that that was a production issue and not a storytelling issue, and Uh-oh. I'm going to say that that is true, mm-hmm. because I do believe that that parrot saved that young Luis's life. But here's the problem I have with it. Mm-hmm. They painted it as a very happy story because the girl was saved, but at the end of the day, the, Luis is like, hey, I don't have a fucking grandfather, but I do have this parrot. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather she's, have my grandpa. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. left with the parrot. She's if left you, with a parrot. If you had to make a choice... 
Grandpa over parrot. Grandpa over yeah. parrot every day. Yeah. Every day. Every time. <laughs> when you, but whenever, we are pro parrot. Yeah, very pro parrot. <laughs> no parrots were harmed in the filming of this podcast, I gotta say. Let's slip a coin and let's find out what the coin's prediction will be. Fiction. In a moment, we will reveal which stories are fact and which are fiction. Stay with us. Welcome to Flight or Fiction! Yay! Kato, why did I have to say that? Uh, well, we're going to play a little game today. Oh. Um, yeah, Chris and I had the luxury of going through and reading one-star Yelp reviews for airlines. Right, because these of are, our... Wait, these are real reviews? Yeah, real these reviews. are real reviews. We've picked some really interesting quotes, and some are going to be fake written by us. Mark and I are going to take turns reading a quote. Then you will guess if it's flight or fiction, and we'll tell you immediately if you got it right or not. Okay? Okay. Cool. Here's the first one. I'm flying solo to Amsterdam, and there is zero internet connection. If this ever posts, please someone send help. I'm on Spirit Airlines. Without Reddit, I've been trapped between a woman who drinks a cup of coffee every 20 minutes and a man who uses the bathroom like he's been drinking a cup of coffee every 20 minutes. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm alone. There are fleeting moments where my brain wants to believe I am actually in a prison. At least there, I have access to my loved ones. What do you got? Tiffany, go. Fiction. I'm going to go fact. There's too many specific details here. It sounds really real to me. Mark, what's the answer? Oh, it's a fiction. It's a fake. God damn. That one was number two. I love that you guys wrote that one. So wait. That was all Chris. (laughs) Good details. Number two. (laughs) The attendants were nice, but they looked like waiters at the IHOP. Is there a rule that spirit employees can't brush their hair in the morning? (laughs) Also, their uniforms are so outdated, they look like they can march in Kim Jong-un's army. These poor people need a raise. Do they pay them in peanut bags? Tiffany. We can't put this in the podcast. (laughs) We need an answer. Fiction. Mm -hmm. Because I see Chris writing this one. It feels like comedically something a writer would write. The Kim Jong Un feels because like, the the hairbrush, the, the hairbrush, I hop. I that is so funny to me. The Kim Jong Un feels a little writery to me. Fiction. It's fiction. <laughs> yeah, Chris had that one. Yeah, <laughs> called it. All right, number three. After takeoff, they played a trivia game. One winner got a pack of M and M's, and the lady in front of me won a few one way tickets to fly with Spirit. She asked the man who won the M&M's if they could trade gifts. (laughs) Is this flight or fiction? Flight, please, flight. I just want it to be flight so badly. (laughs) It's very clever, but it sounds like something legitimate. I'm going to go flight as well. It's flight. Yeah, it's flight. That actually happened on a flight. Okay, great. Here we go. I thought the M&M's would throw you guys off (laughs) since I've been eating M&M's all day. (laughs) All right, number four. The agent at the desk. <laughs> the agent at the desk basically looked like a seventeen-year-old hyper beast kid who hasn't seen the day of light. I think his name was Miguel. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Did is it actually say the day of light? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. Okay. Well, know. maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Is it Tiffany? Sure. I don't know. I'm leaning. I'm leaning flight on this one because why would you guys put the day of light? I'm gonna go flight as well. Flight. That yes. actually happened. That actually was said in real life. Hyper beast. Okay. <laughs> what does that even mean? Here's the next no one. one. Knows. <laughs> okay. This is number five. 
On my return flight, the flight attendant says, I'm going to shut the doors, and if you have a problem with it, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> At this point, I'm thinking I'm on the ghetto flight, and Danielle Brigoli will be in the big seats. <laughs> Who is Danielle what? Brigoli? Am I supposed to know this? <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> If Daniel Bergoli is listening, please call us because you're obviously in the big seats and we want to know what that's like. I'm going to I'm going to go flight on this one. Uh. Jesse, I'm going to go I'm actually I'm going to go I'm going to go fiction because it's I don't know. Daniel Percoli sounds like something you guys were like trying to come up with and make it sound really authentic. Mark, flight. That yeah. is a flight. Oh, no. That happened on a flight. You said, and you said. I said fiction. So Mark is tabulating the scores as we speak. Oh, I wasn't actually keeping score. I was just drawing pictures. I mean, it doesn't, this isn't a real game. Who cares? Flight or fiction. All right, we're back, and we're going to find out which stories are fact and which stories are fiction. First up, story number one was Bon Voyage. This was a story about the couple that had fused rings and survived one disaster only to find themselves in the midst of another. Now, everyone voted fact on this one except Chris. Chris thinks it's fiction. Let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. Let's find out what the truth is. Did the tale of these fated passengers really happen? No. We made it up. Fiction. We we all botched it. Chris I, got mm. it. Chris, are you going for 100% Chris this week? Oh, I'm going for 100. He's Do going it, for 100. Chris. I believe in you, I've buddy. never gotten 100 before. I'm all right, not, guys. I'm not feeling good about that. Let's go ahead and <laughs> my <guess> remind. <laughs> all my confidence has been lost. Yeah, it's shot. Let's remind everyone story number two, the man in the Model T. This was the one about the mom and daughter who were trying to raise money for her college fund and got that money from a mysterious man who left a mysterious chest that had artifacts from the titanic mark you think this is fact everyone else thinks it's fiction can mark pull off what i just pulled off let's then find you out you want to get 100 percent. yeah you don't want mark to pull off <laughs> yeah you don't, you don't oh i'm not rooting, you're rooting for against mark <laughs> he's just you. asking the question got but it, i'm not rooting it. for oh yeah. it's a rhetorical is this plot of the couple who found treasures in a most unexpected way based on an actual event no come on this one was invented by yes fiction uh, congratulations, guys. Sorry, Mark. Maybe uh, maybe on story number three. Maybe another time, Probably Mark. not. Probably not. Story number three, <laughs> speaking of which, is called The Scoop. Now, this was the one about the guy who wrote about the mysterious volcanic island and then uh, ahead of time had a dream about it and then it all came true. Now, is this remotely possible? Well, we all thought it was fiction, including the coin. Let's find out what the truth is. Oh. Was this story based on a real event? Yes. It's true. I knew it. Two. Fact. Oh, my chance at 100 okay. is gone. It's like the fucking Hindenburg. They, they weren't. Oh, that was insensitive. Oh, how <laughs> dare you? They weren't going to do three pulses in a row. As soon as I, saw, as I saw the first two, and then we all did fiction. And the third one, I was like, oh, we're screwed. Now, I've never seen five facts or five fictions, but I have yeah. seen four. All hope is not lost. We can still get our scores up. The next one is called Angel on Board. This was the one about the woman who kept getting warnings from the crew from the mysterious pilot, which saved her life. Now, did this actually happen? We all voted fact, just because we liked it so much. Mm-hmm. Did it actually happen? Let's find out. Do you think that this was based on a similar event? You're right. 
It was. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes. Fact. I would love Kid in the Closet, watch out. Yeah, Kid in the Closet, watch out. That's one of our other favorite episodes. Now, we have to remind Kyle, check into this. What happened here? This was one of the best. A little shout out to Kyle, who's not here this week, but he's our kind of our resident fact checker. Resident fact checker and researcher. And bird watcher. He will find Mm -hmm. out what those birds are all about. And the (laughs) the next one is uh, detailing a parrot. Story number five, Buenos Dias. This is the one about Lusitania. No, that's not her name. No, Lucinda. Lucinda. Lucia. She's yeah. not the name Lucia. of a boat that was yeah. Lucia. This is the one about young Lucia who was trapped under the wreckage of a tornado disaster and was saved by the voice of her grandfather, which was actually a parrot. Now, this <laughs> her is- Her grandfather a, was a parrot. Yes. Her grandfather, <laughs> that, that fact or fiction. We did not explore that subplot <laughs> yeah. at all. We forgot to mention that part. Yeah. This is the most divisive we've been on this episode. Chris, Tiffany, Chuck, you guys think it happened. Mark, you and I think this is bullshit. Mm. Let's find out what the truth is. Is this saga of a parrot who saves a girl's life inspired by an actual event? Not this time. God <laughs> damn it. I'm back. Fiction. So, I'm, I'm back, baby. So wait, the writers did say, let's throw a parrot in there. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I, don't, I don't agree with that. Charles. Sorry, guys. Uh, Charles, that's, that's fake news. When yep. you write yourself into a corner, you don't just throw a parrot in there? I, I, <laughs> that's the first thing they taught me at Syracuse was do not oh try to write your way out of a corner I feel like by I, putting a parrot in there. two of Dear White People were about to see a lot of parrots. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the birds. No but spoilers. With no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's um, let's do a quick it's recap. Dear flight people. Oh, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> let's do a quick recap on statistics here. I'm looking down at my paper here. Chuck, first time, first episode. You got two out of five correct. Not bad for your first time, as I've gotten zero out of five on more than one occasion, oh, wow. I believe. It's true. Tiffany, Mark, you also got two out of five. Congratulations. Hey two out of five is my normal. So. <laughs> That's my average. I feel good. I did a little better than my average, I feel like, right now. I have three out of five, and I tied with Chris. Chris, you yeah. and I, both three out of five. Congratulations, Congratulations fine gentlemen. Yeah, I am happy with that. Now, how happy are you because the coin also got three out of five? Mm, you know yeah, that's the could thing. Be worse. So we you're as smart coin. as a small piece of metal. Yeah, that's congratulations. That's and we're buddy. less smart than yeah. a small piece of metal. So this is Chuck's <laughs> first don't, and don't last appearance on our show. Thank you guys so much. It's so good. We, uh, you could catch for real though. We can catch uh, Fat Camp, which is out on iTunes now and Google Play and Amazon. Stepsisters is out now on Netflix and Dear White People. You could see season two on Netflix now. <laughs> and I have to say, I, knowing you came on the show, I watched the pilot to Dear White People. I Pilots are tough. They're tough. It's really good. Thank you. No oh. joke. I would not have even mentioned it if I didn't like yeah. it. It's I, legitimately yeah. great. Guys, I binged that first season like crazy. Oh, so. I wouldn't shut up about it. I know. I think, I think I actually gave uh, Mark a negative effect because I wouldn't stop talking about it. He, he had, he <laughs> you had, set I, the bar too he high to for get, him. He had to get over that to start watching it because he was like, stop it. So oh, it's right. fantastic. It's and I'm Absolutely. really excited for the parrots in season two. So Yeah, you know. exactly. The parrots are really going to be like... <laughs> Work a man. Yeah, it's going to make or break season two for me. Work a Thank you so much for being here. That was Chuck, thank, oh, you so much thank, for you thank you guys. Thank you guys very much for having totally me. Totally a blast. Thank you for joining, Chuck. And thanks all for you listening at home. It's really late. And uh, <laughs> until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Do you want some more tequila? Um... <laughs> 
Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend word of mouth. People do not have to watch this show, Beyond Belief, yes. to know what our podcast Rate, is about. review, subscribe, tell a friend. All the things. Email your grandparents about it. They'll never if you know don't, how to listen to Chris a podcast. stop asking you to do that. I'll just, I'll start showing up in your phone. That's creepy. We played some audio clips, and they're used strictly for educational commentary and are copyright the original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find our show notes and links to us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Beyond Belief Pod. So check us out and thank you guys for listening. I will find you okay, and I will tell you to so tell creepy. a friend. Very so creepy. creepy.